This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. Thorn has the most extensive line of NSF certified for sport products. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, simply go to my website, coachgeograssi.com, and become a subscriber. to the Toes on the Line podcast. I'm your host, Gio Grassi. Today, I'm bringing on Coach Tim Campbell from uh, University of Akron, the Director of Strength and Conditioning. And Coach, you've been there for a hot minute. Met you at the CSCCA this year, and I, I loved your story and kind of how you've been able to stay at one location, which is everyone's, I, I, I don't know, it's my dream. I don't know if it's everyone's dream, but um, thanks for getting on, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been at Akron now 19 years, and uh, it's, it's been a dope. ride. I hope they, I hope they gave you a raise every single year, man. Well, <laughs> that, know, that, that, that's tough to do. That, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been a good ride. And I think the most important thing on longevity is uh, the quality of people around you. So. No, it definitely is, man. And I'd, I'd like to tap into that story of it. Cause I remember you, you, you talked a little bit about it to me at the you know conference when we spoke at the, uh, I guess like a little catapult gathering or whatever it was. Um, I love that story. And I was like, man, this is, this is every strength coach's dream. I hope, you know, to be at one location, just to raise a family and, you know, just have that good quality of life, man. So if you could just tap into what's your secret, man, like <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't able know. to sustain. I don't know that there's a secret. I think it's a, uh, I think a little bit is, you know, not getting too married to one thing and, you okay. know, two tunnel, two tunnel visioned. Um, you know, I tried to basically show love to even the teams that I didn't personally work with and, you know, show a little, you know, time and energy to some of those other teams that don't necessarily see you you know, around, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I've done, I've done basketball, I've done football, you know, those are grind sports. So when you don't have, you know, when you don't have to be in the weight room for that extra hour or two in the afternoon, I, th I think it's, it's real easy just to dip. And, yeah. uh, you know, so not that you stay every time for a swim and dive lift or something like that, but sticking around a little bit and kind of just word gets out that, you know, you, you truly care about all the athletes. Yeah. So how many coaches you got on staff there? Shoot, we've got uh, a men's only, we've got a women's only, we've got a full football staff, and then uh, myself, Coach Don Day, and a graduate assistant on the Olympic side. Oh, okay, okay. So, so the the women and men only coaches, those are like they're the head of their respective yes. team, obviously. Right? They got no other team to that's involved. Correct. In okay, yeah, same thing yeah. with football. That's that's crazy. That's like that's like four different heads right there. It, it is. It's a uh, you know, it's a it, we've kind of you know, for our level, it's pretty big time. No, no. Yeah. You know, hell yeah. You know, in the, in the mid majors, especially in the Mac, it's, it's kind of unheard of to have a men's basketball only guy and a, a women's basketball only guy. And, you know, everyone kind of operates a little bit autonomously, you know, you know, with, um, independence, but we all work together in terms of you got to share facilities. So, yeah. You know, what do you, so, got, what do you guys uh, got three, three weight rooms? We've got we've got two right now. We're bringing two, okay. the third back online in the fall. So we're doing a whole weight room renovation, doing a, a brand new Sorenex weight room, okay, in our field house, and then we'll bring a stadium weight room about three thousand square feet online. Golly, Jesus, man! So are you hopping around from room to room, or are you just like stationed in one spot, or? Yeah, so uh, you know we hop around depending on the teams. You know when I had uh, when I had basketball and men's soccer. I was back and forth from the arena to the field house and, you know, if it was February and it was snowing outside, you know, I may walk back and forth, you know, five, six times in a day. Just coaching but, uh, with Timberland boots on. Yeah, you got to, right? <laughs> you, know, you, got your, you got your stocking cap and jacket still on because you got to run back after that group's over. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Now, that's tough, man. That's Kudos to you, man, for ha having to bounce around. You know, we, we have one weight room. Like by like fucking like 80 teams in one room. So man, in those long days, long hours, you know, but um, that's pretty cool that you guys are able to spread it out. That kind of gives you better like quality of like work life. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not really having to squeeze yeah. a bunch of teams into one day and say, how can we figure this out for the semester? You know? Yeah. You know, we've, we've all been there. Right. I mean, we've been, when I started at Akron shoot, <clears throat> it was, uh, we had two full-time strength coaches and two GAs and we all did football and then we split everything else up throughout the day. So it was, uh, you know, it's a different world from almost 20 years ago when I started and you're there from 5 a.m. until 6 p.m. with, with, you know, you're grabbing your, grabbing your lunch while you're coaching a group. So 
Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think if anybody that's ever worked in mid majors kind of knows that, that grind and struggle, not that the power fives don't grind, but, uh, you know, when you're coaching seven, eight teams in a day and that weight room never stops, it's a, Oh yeah. It's, it's a whirlwind. That's for sure. I'm out there, man. Tuesday and Thursdays. I got my, I'm starting with my football hat on. Then 12 o'clock comes. I got to put my rowing hat on and then 3 PM comes. I got to throw, you know, uh, the swim and dive hat on next morning, 7 AM. Got to put the baseball hat on. It's just different personalities, you know, it, it, it is. And you got to talk to them different, right? I oh mean, oh yeah. Hell yeah. So, so, you know, some coaches love it when you get in their ass and some, some are like, Whoa, 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 this isn't football. Yeah. So, and so how, how do you balance how do you balance that is that uh you've been doing that for a while right yeah i've been doing it for a while i mean it just for me it kind of balances itself out like um like we we got football our football is typically like eight um 8 a.m to like 11 30 that's typically like football every day for spring and uh, fall um but like once i see like my rowing girls come in the rooms like the attitude changes because they bring a different type of like personality Sure. Um, and then like swim and dive comes at like 3 p.m. and they bring a different personality. You know, we're playing Metallica in the weight room. And I, I never grew up listening to that stuff, but, you know, learn to just appreciate the music they like. And it's, you know, it, it's it, it, for me, it's fun. It, it's just yeah. you know, this different energy. And that just keeps me going throughout the day. But then I come home and I'm exhausted. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, now, are, now, are you a uh, I think we talked a little bit. You said you're <clears throat> you're you're a soccer lover. Right. You're a big, big soccer buff. I love soccer, man. I never coached a soccer team a day in my life. That's the the, the crazy dynamic. Yeah. But sometimes that contrast is good, though. Right. You spend all that time with football and then you get to. I guess so. Something different. Yeah. I mean, like I played football in high school and college. Um, soccer, I, you know, obviously I think everyone kind of plays soccer as a kid. But, you know, soccer is in my blood. So I love soccer. I'll still watch it every every time I get a chance to. Um. But yeah, it's funny because I'll tell our our director Tim Ream here. I'm like Tim, let's trade a team, man. Give me give me soccer. I'll give you one of my teams. You know, he's like, nah, yeah. nah. he loves working with his soccer guys, and I get it. But you know, everywhere I've been, Fairleigh Dickinson, you know, Fordham University, I've never had the opportunity to work with a soccer club. So you know, whatever. Yeah. One day, yeah. hopefully, hopefully one, one day. day. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. You, so now, who do you work with there? You work with soccer and I currently work with men's soccer and softball right now. And softball, okay. Yeah, so, I mean that's smooth, man. Two teams, you get to focus on, you know, those kids a lot more. Be a little more yeah. in the details. Yeah, like I said, it was a, you know it was an adjustment and it, very refreshing this first year doing that. You know, men's basketball in Division One, that's a grind, right? It never ends. Yeah, nah, so, nah. I, I got offered basketball at Fordham one time when they made me full time, and I said, hell no. If I'm working yeah. seven days a week from October till whenever, yeah. hell no. Yeah, it, it's a different beast. So, you know, for 15 years, I did men's basketball and soccer. And, you know, you're, like you said, seven days a week. And it, I would start August 1st with men's soccer in camp. And then mm -hmm. we would go. Hopefully, we're making a postseason run in basketball. So you're, you're going till Deep middle March. late March. Yeah. So, you know, it was a little refreshing this first year without it. Don't get me wrong. There were pieces I missed. But, uh, oh, yeah. You know, but you get to go work with some of the athletes you haven't worked with in years, you know, some of the other sports. And it's very refreshing to, to take a deep breath and just coach different athletes. Yeah. So you started back. When did you start at Akron? I started in 05. Okay. And you worked with football then? I worked with football then. Yeah. I, I just want our listeners to hear like your dynamic change from like then working with football and then, you know, other teams and then working to where you're at now, which is two teams. And, you know, how you've yeah. been able to just maneuver. So it was kind of crazy. And if you would ask, if you would ask me when I was 25 years old, if you'd think I'd be working with uh, soccer and softball, I said, you're nuts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I played football and, you know, football runs in my blood. But, you know, I started as a football guy. I got men's soccer when I was a GA and okay. everybody in the, everyone in the room <laughs> laughed because mm -hmm. they said, uh, you know, Tim, you got you got men's soccer. Everybody uh -huh. laughed. I thought, what's what's the joke? Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, back then they didn't lift weights. And so you'd say, well, hey, team lift is at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. You get one guy roll in. He's like, no, nah, I just want to shake. I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> quick, and, quick little, it, little body yeah, yeah, squat. Yeah. And then these guys just didn't sit, you know, trying to get that on board. But I was men's soccer and football. And then I got hired on full time after less than a year as a GA. So then I had, you know, I picked up volleyball and another sport after being full time. So then fast forward a couple of years, Keith Dambrod, our basketball coach at the time, he a uh, big soccer fan. 
Okay. So he would he would come out to soccer practice and he'd come over and he's like, Hey, you're gonna be our guy. I said, No, 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 no. I said, No. I said, I'm good right where I'm at. So besides, I don't make those decisions. Uh-huh. So so then uh, you know, they were they were hot. I think after what is it, after the 08, 09, somewhere in that season, and they were hot. And he basically said, I want Tim. And the AD called my boss. My boss went by and he walks past my office after his meeting with the AD, backpedals three steps. He says, oh, by the way, you're the new basketball strength coach. Congrats. And he walked to his office. And that was that. (laughs) And so then, uh, you know, it was, uh, I got, then I did football, basketball, and soccer. Jesus, man. Yeah. Talk about hell. Yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal. You know, because even with football and and basketball, if you only have one in the summers, it's not bad. But if you Mm -hmm. have both, it's it's a nightmare oh yeah so um you know i did that and then uh after the 09 football season football got fired mm-hmm. right so we've all been there kind of up in the air in limbo my boss got fired and i kind of went to dan brought and went to caleb porter who was the soccer coach at the time and i said hey you know my my future's in the air kind of depends on the next football strength coach <clears throat> and they both kind of said nah we can't let that happen mm-hmm. so they went to bat for me with the AD. And then that's kind of when our separation of football and Olympic sports became a reality. Okay. So then, uh, you know, that following year, I was just basketball and soccer overseeing, you know, the department. And then, you know, it's kind of taken off from there. And then coming back, you know, up to what is that about a little over a year ago, we won, we won in 20. That was the COVID year. So we won the league in basketball in 20. And then in 22, we won again, went to the tournament, won the league, went to the tournament. And Coach Gross got the ball rolling that, you know, hey, we need we need more. We, we want Tim around full time. We want him around all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want him going over to soccer. We don't in fair play to him. Right. And so we talked. He talked. And then, you know, the AD agreed, you know, we want to go all in on basketball. We want to be high level. We need a guy that's going to be eat, sleep and live with these dudes. Yeah. So, you know, you do it for men's basketball, you do it for women's basketball. It's kind of how we landed where we're at right now. Hmm. Okay. So, Jeez, yeah. man, football and bet. That's like, that's, insane. I think I asked you about it too. Like how the hell did you manage traveling for like nine months straight? And you said there was like some, some weeks where you didn't travel with uh basketball. I think you said. Yeah. So there were times depending on, I would always drive day of the game. So, for example, let's say basketball played Tuesday night at Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. I would train my teams in the mornings. You know, Monday typical, I wouldn't get on the bus with basketball. I would train my teams on Tuesday. And then the second my teams were over, I'd hop in a car and drive to Bowling Green. That's crazy. They comped you for gas, I hope. Well, I'd take the, <laughs> I'd take the company car. but ah, uh, That's what you got to do. Yeah, but – you know, some they just fell in that category. You do what you got to do, and and yeah. uh, you know, but that means the world to the players when you show up and they don't think it you're does, there. Yeah. yeah, so I think, and then all of a sudden you come walking down the hallway for pregame warmups, and uh, it, you know they're kind of excited to see that. So yeah, so it's worth it. It was a- worth it. It was a adds, grind. Adds more energy to what what they're already going through. You know, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you got you got kids of your own, right? I do. I got three boys. So. Oh, a lot of testosterone in that house, man. God, God bless your wife, man. But like, yeah. how, how how was that dynamic? Like, just raising a family and then doing all that stuff. If yeah. if, that, if that was going on around the same time, yeah, it was tough. And they, you know, and it's it's not unique to my situation. There's coaches all over the the country doing the same thing. But yeah, it was it was tough. You know, I'd have to you know I'd have to call friends or other parents and say, hey, can you get my kid to the game or can you bring him home from the wrestling tournament, things mm-hmm. like that. So kind of had to lean on some people and you know it was hard sitting in a hotel room on a friday or saturday (laughs) night you know Mm -hmm. flipping through the tv in your hotel knowing your kids you know playing a game that you can't watch right so so that's what this past year was really refreshing to me i didn't miss a single wrestling match that's that's good there you go yeah so you, you know you talk about what what's the what's the flip side to it? Because there's a lot of people out there that hang their hat on either being a football guy or being a men's basketball guy. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's where that's that that's their stamp of honor. Yeah. And, you know, and fair play to them. There's nothing wrong with that, but 
you know, I got to experience the other side of it this past year. And, and I'll tell you what, I enjoyed every second of it. They just live all three of them wrestle. Uh, two of them. One's a Hooper. Oh, snap. Okay. How old? Yeah. Uh, 11, seven and five. So they're still little. All right. So yeah, the 11 year old's kind of like almost in his own. He's almost going on 21. Yeah. No, he's yeah. He's a, is, yeah. He's a shithead to, to say it? the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's almost yeah. 12 going on 21. He knows the that, shit already, right? That, that's right. He's got the answers. There's no doubt there. I and mean, if he doesn't, ah. Google does, right? Yeah, it's him. And, it's him. And, it's him or Google. Never dad's word. That's correct. He's like, well, they, you know, I saw it on YouTube, so it must be true. No snap, man. I beat my kids ass. They tried that. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Do you have kids? I don't. I got one on the way. Do you? Congrats, man. Yeah, That's man. Awesome. A girl, man. God help me. Oh, boy. God help me, man. So, you know, that, this ain't good for me later on in life because I'm already a hothead and I already know when shit hits the fan at that point, you know, <laughs> you know, God bless yeah. me. Bro. Yeah. But no, no. but that, but, that's that, awesome. but that's cool. You get you get to spend more family time. How's um? Just talk about soccer, man. I'm a I love soccer, man. I can talk about soccer. I don't know if you watch soccer, Italian soccer. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of you know European soccer. I watch the MLS because our our dudes. Right, are you in said it. your guys are in there. Yeah, I remember yeah. You saying that. Yeah. I, okay. But, I'm but saying I don't watch a whole whole lot of international. I'm a big AC Milan fan, and you know these American owners are buying these clubs. They just fired their like director of sport, Paolo Maldini, who was like the God in Milan. Like he was a great former player. He's probably one of the best defenders of all time. That's like big news right now to me. But you know, aside from that stuff, man, let's talk, let's talk training, man. Like what are some things you do with your soccer guys? You know, I, do, now ex ex forgive me, men and women are just, you just coach no, the just, men. just the men. Okay. Okay. Just, just the men. So, you know, we don't do, we don't do anything earth shattering. You know, um, I've had hundreds of conversations over the years, right. You know, what do you do different? What do you do? And, I'm always looking for that formula myself. And mm -hmm. to me, it always comes down to in the weight room, you know, very simple. I want their legs strong, but not fatigued. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ba very basic stuff. You know, we trap our deadlift, we lunge, we do step ups, uh, we squat in the off season. So, you know, I'm a pull it, press it, squat it guy. And that kind of applies to anybody I'm coaching. So, mm -hmm. you know, the soccer guys, there are, you know, you, we, we get the international guys that kind of look at me sideways and say, well, you want me to put a bar on my back? Yeah. And uh, so, but it's, it's injury prevention, right? So we're not, I'm not trying to train weightlifters. So, right, right, right. You know, and then, you know, our role for the most part almost becomes a keep them playing, keep them on the field, not necessarily all return to play type stuff, but we do a ton of field work with the guys. You know, okay. whether it's our, you know, pre-practice activation with the bands, you, you know, the dynamic warm-ups, the, you know, are we going to sprint today? Are we doing fitness at the end today? What's it look like? And, you know, what are the lifts? How do they mix with, with training? And I got a tight relationship with Jared Embick. I think he's one of the best in the, you know, best in the business. So, and he's very intuitive, listens to the data, listens to the professionals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's, you know, I've met the coaches <clears throat> that either you can play or you can't play. If yeah. you can't play, you're with the trainer. And if you, if you can, then you're with us. And he's very in tune of, okay, can he do this, this, and this drill? We'll just pull him, you know, when it's time to scrimmage at the end. Mm -hmm. So, um, but again, nothing, nothing earth shattering. We use the catapult system. We track them. Okay. And we, we try to be, and I say try, right? Cause we all lose our shit every now and again. Yeah. Right. Guys, guys piss you off and they look like they're loafing. And uh, so, so, so you lose your, you lose your mind and you just become like, you know, like it's 1985 again and you just keep blowing the whistle. Yeah. So, so, but um, again, nothing crazy, but we've got good dudes. I mean, we've been, I've been blessed to be surrounded by some, some world-class soccer players. So, yeah. you know, I, I feel like, I could do CrossFit. I could do five, three, one. I could run conjugate. I can run anything and they're going to go out and play well. So mm -hmm. I can, you know, it's, it's one of those that the relationship and get them to work for you. For nah, me. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny you say that with the, with the international guys, cause I was going to ask you my, my next question was uh, like, you hear about like all this stuff in American sports is all about the weight room, getting the weight room, getting yeah. got to lift up, right? That's just like the, the American men. They call it the Western mentality, right? Then you hear about these kids in uh, like Brazil. They're not yeah. touching weights. They're just out there touching the ball every single day, right? Moving. How do they yeah. finesse with the ball? Kids in Europe, um, Africa, you know, that, that part of the world, uh, Middle East. And then they come to America and they're like, 
put a, put this bar on my back and do yeah. what with it, right? It's like, whoa, <laughs> right. relax, kid. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah. but do, do you think there's a flaw in like the American, because there's always a conversation, how does American soccer catch up to the world if our sports are already advanced? Like, yeah. do, you think, do you think there's a flaw in like the approach to soccer in America versus like Europe or Brazil? Or do you think that we're just so far behind in the sport and, and these guys had the huge head start? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think for the most part, it's a, it's a little of both. We're behind because we have sports that are, that got more popular through TV deals and whatnot. And uh, okay. so our, our best athletes don't play soccer. Gotcha. Okay. So that's my personal opinion. So I feel, you know, other countries in the, in the world, right? I mean, that's, it's the world sport. So mm-hmm. it's, I think, you know, you go to those other countries, you go overseas, soccer reigns king. Right, right, right. That's their you know, NFL. They, yeah. That's, uh, you know, they live, they live for, for game day. They live for that match day. I mean, those, those pubs are overflowing and it, you yeah. know, it's, it's nuts over there. And I think we're getting there. I think we're, uh, I think we're starting to turn a corner. I really do. I mean, mm. you see the MLS stadiums are, are they're packed now. They're packed. Yeah. And I think we're going to start keeping some of the Americans here because we're paying better. I think MLS just surpassed NHL yep. in, uh, in, in uh, revenue, I think. Yeah. So uh, I do. I, I think we're turning the corner. I think, uh, I think the NFL, all that concussion, <clears throat> whether you, I'm not getting into that, whether you, whether you buy into it or whether you, you know, I think uh, there are parents out there. I mean, We've we've got a goalkeeper on our roster, and he looks like uh, he's from Nebraska. He looks like a tight end. He looks like an he looks <laughs> like Oscar. an NFL. He looks like an NFL tight end. I always tell him like, how did you come from Nebraska? Yeah, and you play soccer. How are you not a Cornhusker? In, that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's football country, Nebraska. He, you know? And he's built like it. If you looked at it, you're like, man, you're playing on the wrong team. Farm but, boy. Yeah, and he's yeah. a uh, you know, but he's an unbelievable talent. He's uh, he's good as they come in between the posts. So, mm. so good for him, you know, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. So it's uh, you know, out there, he probably he probably got ridiculed a little bit because of his size and his athleticism. I mean, he's he's fast and athletic. You watch him run, you're like, holy shit! Yeah, you know, so, you know, like you don't like playing striker or center back. Yeah, I know. We could we could use some of that size and aggression, but he's uh, but he he's legit. He's legit for us, so he'll be a uh, he'll he'll be in the league. Okay, and it, and you say about MLS? I used to go to a lot of MLS games when I was a kid. Like I don't know if you know, like the Metro Stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I say Met, New York Metro Stars. People are like, damn, that's way because coach. How old are you, man? You yeah, right. Six, relax, dude. But um, I used to root for the Metro Stars. Then you know MLS, they grow, whatever. They became the Red Bull. It's the only former. Mm-hmm. Like inaugural MLS team that never won a title, so I'm like, you know what? Screw the MLS. But now I'm watching like Atlanta play. I'm watching Seattle play. Um, the Salt Lake City team play. Dude, those stadiums are sold out. They are. And, and the so- like, I see the highlights, and I'm I'm trying to watch some games. I think they got the U.S. Champions League now with um like the surrounding countries. I think like some of those like countries around Mexico they're doing like the North America Champions League. It's good soccer. Oh yeah, it, it's yeah. it's gotten better. So I know what you're saying when you're saying, yeah, we're getting there. I think it's gotten better. I think we need to start calling up like Real Madrid. Say, let's go, bring your best eleven. We got our best eleven, and see what yeah. we got, right? And, and I think that's when you can start going toe to toe on some of those because don't they do the All Star game? Don't they? They play. I think, uh, I think they play some club in you. They might be playing Man City this year. Man, which is, yeah, like not so, even. That's not even fair, man. That's <laughs> right, but but if we can start going toe to toe with some of these, yeah. you know, some of these clubs, then maybe we'll get a little respect. But yeah, uh, no, no doubt. So, but I do think I do think that in the we got better athletes in the club systems these days. You know, guys that you know would have played football and you know and or basketball are now leaning towards you know playing soccer when they're young. So yeah. I think, uh, I think we're getting there. I think you, you do see some of these athletes. I mean, I, when I see recruits come through now, you know, you used to see them and everybody's five, five, 140 pounds. And now you got guys walking through the door, like another six, three center back. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll take those yeah. guys. Yeah, no doubt. And let, you know, let's keep them home too. Let's keep them, keep them in the U S and they keep developing them. Yeah. That's, so. that's good stuff. Hey, now, this is a this is a trivia right here, man. This is some fun stuff right here. I got to ask you this. Oh boy! Right now, obviously you know Sog. You've been coaching the the sport for a long time now. If you were to pick best players from right uh, 
NFL, NBA, MLB, MLS, right? Combine all the sports you can. Pick your starting 11 right now on the, on the pitch. Who are you putting out there at, at goalkeeper? Who are you getting out there at striker? Oh, come on. You're going to do that to me? I got to put you on the spot right now. And, and, and listen, look, the guys you coached, you love them, you respect them, but let's let's yeah. talk like who's your top 11 guys like? Man, like where you put uh, where you put Tyreek Hill on the foot on the soccer field? <laughs> I'm, I'm putting Tyreek Hill on the wing, and I'm letting him go. He's flying, huh? I'm, uh, let him let him let him run, let him run, let him yeah. let him cut cut it in, and uh, you know nobody's catching him. Nah, hell no. If, if, if you just play play ahead of him and teach him how to kick a ball one time hard. Uh huh. So, but uh, that's uh, that's a little bit of American soccer, right? Kick ball a little bit. Um, but uh, shoot, let's we- see. Who's your goalkeeper? You know, we're probably picking NFL guys here. Um, man, I might, I might go, uh, I might go DK Metcalf and, and oh keeper. snap, okay. I might go size and athleticism and uh, cover some ground. He's just got to work in a box. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. Yeah. So quick I'm too my, for his size. He's quick, so you know I think his reaction time would be good. I go, I go, yeah, I go him. Now I might go a uh, our center backs. I might go a LeBron and uh, got to go like six eight and athletic, right? So yeah, give me give me another give me another six eight athletic dude. Kevin Durant, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he get pushed around. The wind, the wind blows yeah, yeah. a little too far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't even know who the hell six eight. Oh shoot! You gotta give me somebody. You gotta give me somebody physical back there that that nobody wants any part of. So, you know, maybe maybe even you just put uh, Brian Urlacher back. You know, you gotta put him at D mid, right? Oh yeah, he probably yeah the defensive mid. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he just bullied people around before he tried to get to that back line. That's right. That's right. Um, let's see. I don't know hockey, so I can't give you a hockey guy. But some of those, some of those goons in hockey, though, those guys are nuts. Yeah. So I couldn't um, name one hockey player right now. I used to be a huge NHL fan back in the day. Now it's like so far faded and removed. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting a I'm putting a wrestler in in midfield somewhere though. I'm putting. A, I'm putting somebody with some crazy toughness that just refused to lose a ball. Like a Brock Lesnar? Uh, we go Brock Lesnar. You go <laughs> Spencer Lee, right? You know, somebody that battles through ACL stuff. Are you, are you talking like, okay, I thought you were talking WWE it, wrestling. It, well, Brock it, it Lesnar was a national champion. He was a national champion. Yeah, hell yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, th- those guys are those guys are on a whole nother level of nuts. Yeah. So you put one of those guys in, in the midfield there. And then you're probably going DBs and wide receivers on the wing and forward. Okay, who would be like so, your, your striker, your your number nine? Your this guy's gonna bury thirty goals a year for us. Man, those guys are always always cocky, and so you got to go. Um, you you got to go with like a, a Beckham type guy. Okay, uh, maybe not. A, not I don't know who you thinking. Are you saying cocky type of guy? I'm probably saying Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler on the heat. He's yeah. got he's got some personality. He's, or, or you talking? You know, the, um, top corner Jalen Ramsey. But I don't know if he's too. Uh, I don't know if he's level. He might be a walking red card. If you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, some of those guys are though, right? And that's what kind of gives them their edge. You're right. Balotelli was a walking red card for a pretty <laughs> tiny national team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what gives them their edge, right? Like they can they're going to either break a game open or or lose it for you. One of the yeah. two. I would have said. I'm surprised you said LeBron for center back. I would have said LeBron right up in the front. He's like my Zlatan. You can't. He's too big, too physical. He's winning every header up front, but. I see what you're saying. If you put him in the back, you're not get you're not winning the aerial game on him. Every, and every corner afraid, kick is out. He's not a, he's not afraid to play defense when it matters. Yeah. Maybe so. Russell Westbrook in the front. You could put you can go Westbrook in the front. Um, let's see who else? Um, I mean, you could even go uh, uh, McCaffrey. Christian oh McCaffrey. yeah, yeah. He, he's got so, a little. Uh, yeah, he, he's got some nuts to him. Get him up there. He got a little bit of height to it. He's like six one. Yeah, on paper. On paper. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some wheels, so you can go, you know, go get it. Here it mm. is. You got Tyreek Hill running down the side. Just feed him. That's so. nasty. That's a nasty hit. Imagine that McCaffrey and soccer, Tyreek Hill, and all those guys, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you get some of our best American athletes to play soccer, then yeah. uh, 
Let me throw this name out there because he said he could play soccer. Odell Beckham. And that's who I was thinking about for the strikers. So, you okay. Know, you go, you go Beckham at striker, and um, you know he'd be, he'd be a force to reckon with. Yeah. I mean, with how that, I mean, he's got some, he's got some attitude to him too, right? So. Oh yeah. And that's what yeah, they talk you, about you got, cocky. There you go. That's your guy. You, you, you got to have that that position, right? You got to yeah. feel yourself a little bit. Hell yeah. So, Him. You know. I, I remember Steve Nash always said he went out to. Um, forget what club he used to practice with. I think the Montreal club in the off season. He was a, he was a good soccer player. Where do where do you think like these guys lose like the interest for soccer as they get older in America? Oh, I, I think it's um, when they realize how athletic they are, and people tell them you yeah. can make money doing this, or you can make you know you're not going to make any money on the soccer doing side. That. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I, I think also what what kills us is soccer so club oriented. Yeah, you know, football it's. You're the stud in high school. You're the guy that walks around. Everybody knows who you are, and you play soccer. Nobody knows who you are in your school. I'm not saying that that's the end all, be all, but let's be honest. When you're in when you're in high school, you want a little notoriety. Yeah. So, so I think some of those guys, you know, and basketball is too, right? They got the AAU circuit, and but everybody knows who they are. They're in, they're in school. They're in this, you know, they're in the school system. Everybody goes and watches the state tournament. Soccer. Nobody goes and watches high school soccer. Yeah, they say when when's your club team playing? Right, right, so, right. So I think there's a little disconnect there to where you know the the means and resources of some people. Some mm-hmm. people it's just not in the cards for them to go pay thirty five hundred dollars to play club soccer. Yeah, no, it is it is expensive, especially when you yeah. you know you figure all these travel teams that literally yeah. like get the hell out of state. Like you got these these teams out in Kearney, New Jersey, where it's like. And that, that's like a soccer bed in New Jersey. And they're like traveling down to Florida for games and traveling out to Austin, Texas for games. Ohio's got some great soccer. Yeah. You guys are almost yeah. like a, like a Mecca. Yeah. We've, you know, a ton of our guys are, you know, you know, are from here, from Erie PA. Okay. You know, right, right here in the greater Northeast Ohio area. We've had a ton of guys that are local, local dudes that start for us and go on and play. Uh huh. So, yeah. So pretty, pretty good hotbed here. Yeah, who who they got out there? The Columbus Crew, Columbus Crew. So a lot of those guys will go down there and you know train down there and be in their club. <clears throat> okay. So, but do they yeah. have do they have youth academies? They do. Okay. They do. So um, in Columbus, I'm trying to think of what age. I don't know what age. Um, then there's the Cleveland Internationals. That was a, a feeder system for us. One of our our current. Uh, Assistant coach Mike Nanchoff, his dad owned the club. Oh and, snap! And Mike was a Mike was a heck of a player for us. Won a national title for us in 2010, and had a eight or ten year pro career. And he's been with us now for four seasons. Where did he so, play? He played he MLS. Got, yeah, he got drafted in Vancouver, and then played Portland. You know, played for the Timbers, and then uh, finished his career with Tampa Bay Rowdies. He he, he went to uh, because I think the Timbers won. The yeah, MLS Timbers, a couple years Timbers ago, yeah. One, two. yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he was on that squad, or? Was he there, or was he? It's a great question. If he was there, I'm trying to think of what year he was there. I want to say he was not, but I could be wrong. Okay. I could be I could be wrong. I know he was in Vancouver. He was drafted in Vancouver there for a little while. Hot minute in Portland, and then to the Rowdy. So I'm not 100 percent sure if he was there the year that they won. Okay. So, but that was Caleb Porter that won it in Portland. That was our head coach that won the national title in. 10 oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he's well yeah. decorated. Yeah. yeah. What's he? What's he doing now? He's uh, just living the good life, uh, taking a year off. So he he was the Columbus Crew head coach for the last Re- five seasons. Recently, okay. Recently, so and then uh, was was let go last year. Okay. Stress is so, high, man. Sometimes you got like you got to step away from pro sports, man. I, I think you do. I mean, that's uh, those uh, those pressure cooker situations, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how guys go from like one job and then they get canned, and it's like, all right, well, I got a job over here now. It's like, dude, like <laughs> just bring the blood <laughs> yeah. pressure down, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Relax a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, if I was a head coach and you pay me eighteen million dollars to go away, you'd probably never hear from me again. Now, you know, I'm surprised Cliff Kingsbury came back. I forget what job he took, but. <laughs> He was out in like uh like Tahiti or something wherever he went. Yeah, that was big news, right? He 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 dipped right out of the 
Or he bounced right after the game. He was he was gone. He said, "I'll see." You. I, I would have did the just, same thing. Bro. Just, just make sure by. Uh, I always love that story. I don't even know if it's true or not, but uh, with Ed Orgeron at LSU, uh-huh. he said, "You know, you know, hey, you know, we're gonna let you go, but this is how much we owe you, so we're gonna cut you a check for this." He said, "Okay, which door do you want me to leave out of?" Right, right, exactly. Walk out here blindfolded if you want me to. I, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but, uh, you know, that's a heck of a story because most people get hurt, but, you know, you're being handed millions of dollars to go away. Yeah, like 40-something million. It's like, all right, just won the lottery. And, like, indirectly, yeah. but, like, that's not the mm-hmm. way you want to win it, but shoot. No, yeah. So, that's crazy. So, but, real quick, so you guys won the Natty in 2010? Yes. That's pretty dope, man. I want, I want to hear about this story, man. Like, 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 how was your start of the year, summertime, and then building up into that? You know, that, that whole, like, roll into the playoffs. and Yeah, man, you, you talk about probably the one of the most high-level teams I've ever been around in my entire career. We lost in the national championship in 09 in PKs, which is a heartbreaker, Oh, right? my God, yeah. So we were in Cary, North Carolina in 09, and we lost. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, in 2010, it was basically the whole nucleus of that team coming back and – you know, everyone knew that we could win and we had a target on our back. And I mean, we had a who's who roster. I think, um, God, we set a record for how many guys were drafted in the first round at the time. Damn. So I want to say, shoot, I think we had eight guys drafted, maybe seven in the first round. I mean, it was like that. That's you know, a lot. First that's pick a- after a second, pick. you know, it just kept going and going and going. I mean, that's more, you talk- that's more, that's more than what Georgia or Alabama doing football. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it, it was, I mean, that just goes to show you the, the caliber of player. So again, yeah. when I say like, I could have done, you know, we could have just done stand on a BOSU ball and touch our nose in the dark and we would have gotten better with that, with that group <laughs> of guys. And uh, so it, it's nothing that any of us did with the Caleb just put the right group of dudes together. And those guys were so thick and you talk about team camaraderie. I mean, they all knew each other. They all kind of recruited each other. Okay. The, and um, you talk about the run. We lost. Uh, maybe we started sniffing ourselves a little bit. We lost at Cleveland State to, I don't even know what Cleveland State's record is, but you would have thought the world ended and we were all being executed after it. And it was, uh, it was a dire situation. And we mm. were undefeated. We were undefeated and we lose to Cleveland State. You'd have thought the world ended. That, that's the and, big rival right there. No, not at all. Okay, which is which is, which is also why because it was kind of like one of those ho hum games. Okay, like nobody got up for nobody. Nobody really wanted to be there. Gotcha. Okay, thought you're gonna and walk then, from real quick. Yeah, and, and you know, and those are the ones that bite you in the ass, right? Yeah. And so and and they did. They they bit us in the ass, and and, and uh, we lost. And man, I couldn't tell you how long that uh, that post game powwow. Once the bus rolled in, it was straight to the locker room for for hours on end and mm. it was basically uh where are we at yeah what are we gonna do and and i'll tell you what we skated through i think we i think we went through easier in 09 in the tournament to get the national title game but in 10 there was just something about that team like they just uh, refused to lose type you know scotty caldwell who's uh, a new england revolution guy um put one in the back of the net for us and i mean you talk about a guy that came in and unbelievable player, but his development over the years was just spectacular for him to score a goal to win a national title was, mm. was unreal. And for Akron, you know, we're a mid-major school. We hadn't really done anything, um, you know, in, in terms of we've never won a, a team national title before. So that was our, that was the first one. That's our first and only. Oh my goodness. That was our first and only. Now we were in the title game in eighteen again. We've been to the college cup, what uh 15, 17, 18. Um yeah, three out of five years. So, yeah, so 15, 17, 18. We were in the in the title game against Maryland in 18. Mm-hmm. So ultimately lost that one. But that's our only national title ever, any team sport national title we've ever had. Nice. Yeah. And then, and you're a big part of that. Well, I don't know about big part, but I no, nah, no, nah, you're a big part of it, man. You're you got you got to pat yourself on the back, man. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was it was fun, and 
And I'll tell you what, like these guys, they're so high level. They're so fun to work with that, you know, you tell them something, they get it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. You get, you get a knucklehead, you get guys having a bad day, but mm-hmm. so they're not, you know, but at the end of the day, they're, they're fun to work with. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Though. I mean, for a school, like school, like Akron, you know, you're a mid-major, then you got schools like Ohio state. Um, who else is out there? Cincinnati, like, like yeah. bigger, like bigger programs, yeah. obviously, you know, with the, with the money that they get. And then you guys are just out there, you know, in, in the mix and the thick of things, you know, and then last couple of national titles, that's, that's, that's pretty great to just kind yeah. of stand out, you know, from, from the yeah. rest of the guys around you. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, I think nationally it, it's kind of known now. I think we've got a little bit of a uh, little got bit a of buzz a going. You know, Caleb Porter got it going. Jared's continued it and or taking it to the next level. So it's, uh, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with those two guys who are unbelievable. Yeah. And it, and it's the one sport you've been working with your whole career there, right? Yeah. Soccer? I've been, uh, yeah, I've been with them. They're the only sport I've been with the entire time. That's funny. So they went from like a laughing stock type of deal when guys laughed at you for getting them to, hey, now we're, we won a national title. Now we're consistently producing, you know, championship yeah. caliber soccer. Yeah. Now they weren't, when I took them over, they were still good. They were sweet 16 team. They were, oh, they, they just weren't like a weight room. Team. They just, they just were not a weight room team. Gotcha. Okay. Were, okay. Okay. So they just, in, in terms of, you know, the strength conditioning team, you know, we, we never saw them. Gotcha. Okay. But my, my apologies. I didn't mean yeah, to no, no, laughing no. stock. That's, I thought, I thought when you said no. earlier, there was like, Oh, hey, you got to coach the soccer team. You know, it's like, no, actually the coach that left, uh, Ken Lola, he actually went on to Louisville. Okay. Um, so, you know, and, um, and we've, we've beaten them in the tournament a couple of times since he's been there, since he's been at Louisville. So it's, uh, it's kind of, kind of nice to, you know, when guys move on to bigger, better schools that supposedly have more resources and then we're still right there. Punch right in the mouth. That's it. That's right? it. That's where, <laughs> that's where you got to have a chip on your shoulder, right? You got to have a little attitude to, yeah. you know, and, and fuck these guys. I don't care what the logo on your shirt is. Yeah, yeah. That's, see that, and that's why I love coaching at this level. It's like, hey, you're always going to have that chip. Let, let's roll yeah. with it, man. Let's roll with it. Because at the end of the day, a fight's a fight and it's, you know, anybody can go down. No, no doubt. I mean, when I was with basketball, I'd tell the guys all the time, man, don't don't walk into Louisville Arena or West Virginia Arena and, and take pictures. Right. Like, exactly. I tell my guys the same thing. This this is a business trip. We're here to win. If we're not here to win, like just, let's just stay, let's just stay in Akron. So right. um, you know, and, and you you do, you steal some of those. Mm-hmm. So and it takes a I think once you get the entire core believing, you yeah. can start winning you can start winning those games. Yeah. And I'm I'm a Dude, I'm the same way, man. Like, we'll play a team. Like, when I first got the Monmouth, we went out to Middle Tennessee. You know, it's not not a huge school, but, you know, they were at a, at a level above. And guys are all, you know, Instagram video in the stadium. It's like, dude, put, like, you a yeah. fan or you the man right now? Who, which one are you? You know, like, right. we're, not here, we're not fans, man. We're out here to win a football game, not to be wowed by what they got, you know? Yeah, yeah, no but, doubt. And, and that's that's the thing, too. You know, I, I love being at this level and – to me, it's it, I get the question all the time. I, get, I do, like you said, like you started with. I mean, I've been there 19 years, and I think people, when they get to a certain point of their career, they would value that. But when you're young, a lot of people value the logo on your chest. Yeah. And to me, it's, look, you're still going into those arenas. You're still going into those stadiums and playing those guys and, you know, develop your dudes to go in there and win. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so it, it can be done. Shoot, it's been done. I mean, how many times over the last few years you see in these, you know, these schools knock off? I mean, every year, Mac schools knock off Big Ten teams. I mean, it's possible. Do, do they really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, how, it, it's possible. How often you guys play Ohio State in soccer? Shoot, almost every year. But do you, every year? Yeah. Is it like a like battle of the Titans? Like, hey, we're, we're out for blood, man. Like. Oh yeah, ah, we're good. The yellow oh, yeah. cards are coming out today, ref. You know, it, it does. It gets. It does. It gets nasty. It, I uh, bet it does, man. That those in-state rivalry games are something else, man. Oh yeah, they they are. I mean, it's it's yellow cards, it's red cards, it's uh, cheap shots. It's oh yeah, I bet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's um, no, those those are the fun ones, man. It, it, that's when the crowds are huge. Oh and, hell yeah! And that's when you know when they're on our campus. And there's nothing that pisses me off more than seeing an Ohio State shirt on an Akron campus. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, but that's the one day where every Akron student is wearing an Akron shirt. You yeah, because you got a little bit of hey, we can go win this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so it's it's not it's not like you're gonna walk away with a you know an ass kick and you you, know, you walk away with a W in that one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. It's yeah. like we're, we're not Ohio State University. You can go beat those are your little brothers, man. We're <laughs> we're coming, man. We're the guys that, down the block. <laughs> that's it. That, that's it, man. And it's it, it is. It's fun. Anytime you can you can do that, right? Beat the big boys. At, oh and, yeah. Uh, so, you know, but that's why we do what we do. We gotta we love to compete and. When, when the guys start feeling that too, it's just that that's when it, that's when it snowballs and it becomes something special. Yeah. Now let's, let's talk a little bit. So I don't want to leave your softball crew out of this one, man. <laughs> how, how, how have they been faring off? How's it, how have they been for you? Cause all softball, I, I cover for our coach, uh, coach Bree here when she travels with basketball, I cover softball and their dynamic is just like, it's like, to me, it's almost like baseball. It's like a completely different type of athlete, you know? Yeah. You know, for, for me, it was, uh, not that I was, I got to choose which team I wanted. We got a new coach, Craig Nicholson, who's unbelievable coach. He's been around the block. He's been in the Mac before. He was at Arizona, so he's a he's a big time talent. So for us to land a guy okay. like that, and you can always tell a high level coach in your first meeting, right? When they come in, if they if if they come in, they start telling you what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You kind of get the sense of do they really understand what we do? Right. And he came in the door and my first meeting with him, he's like, Hey, this is your world. This is, you know, I'm a softball coach. I'm not a strength conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. and he's like, do your thing. What do you need? You know, his oh, question is, what you, right there. Is, is what do you need? And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. So, you know, those girls historically, our softball program has not been great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we had the winning this season this past year that we've had in shit over 10 years. Okay, so, hey, improvement. Yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, it, was, right. it, it was massive. I mean, at, I mean, most of the year we're sitting in second, third place in the league. And, uh -huh. you know, in years past, it's never even a discussion about getting to the tournament. Uh -huh. So, and, and this year, you're like, man, we can, we can get there. So, mm -hmm. you know, but those girls, they, they've never – the coaches we've had in the past, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, different philosophies, different people, um, not big weight room fans. Yeah, and to me, to me, that's one sport that man. If 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 it screams grip and rip it, it's it's softball. Yeah. So, you know, so we we got after it, and those girls were hitting PRs going into the last games of the seasons. So, mm -hmm. you know, we had a girl pull. Um, shoot, what she pull? She deadlifted four twenty five, four fifteen, or four twenty five for a single. The the two days before the last game of the year. Oh shit. That's some, so, that's weight. Yeah. So, you know, you just, you just creating some buy-in too. I mean, these, <clears> the, <throat> it's a trickle down effect because then the next, her lifting partner is naturally getting better. And then mm -hmm. you get the middle of the pack to start kind of gearing towards that group that's getting better. And then even the ones that, that don't have any interest in it, mm -hmm. they, they're doing more than they would normally do because now the bulk of them, I'm going to look, uh, I don't want to stand out if I'm over here doing nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, a lot to build on. You know, I'm excited about that group. I think they can be really good. No doubt. What are, what are, yeah. some, what are some things you're like working on with them? The, for them, it's just absolute strength. They were so, okay. they were so weak as a group mm -hmm. that, and to be honest with you, slow. So, okay. you know, it's, we softball's a, softball's a quick game yeah. too. It's very reactive. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's um, we want to sprint. <laughs> we want to be good at sprinting. We want to be good at, at low rep stuff, but low rep with good tempo. You know, I don't, I don't like. Again, we're not weightlifters. I don't really care about what your absolute number is. Mm -hmm. Is was that number fast and efficient? You know, if you if you squat at three fifteen, was did you did you labor through it and, and round your back to get up and do everything you had to get up or right, right. could you actually push through the floor and, and get something out of it? So, mm -hmm. and to each his own on their philosophy on, on that type of tempo stuff. But um, to me, it was just get them strong uh, again, nothing fancy. They were just so weak and we did so many, so many uh, polls. We pulled until we puked and they said, coach, what's your obsession with doing inverted rows and peg chins? <laughs> I said, well, stand up straight and your shoulders roll forward. There's my obsession with it. So, yeah. so we're going to do pull-ups until you puke. Mm. So, you know, but at the end, I mean, we got two girls now interning with softball or interning with football, you know, in their strength staff because the football guys nice. are watching, watching these girls do, uh, 
66 pound. They got 20, they got three 22 pound chains around their neck doing a set of three peg chins. Oh shit. So, yeah. And the football coach goes, man, who the, who the hell is that girl? What's her major? I said, well, yeah. she's an biz major. Think she'd want to intern? Uh, I think so. I'll go talk to her. So, you know, so it, it definitely, they took notice, you know, those girls, they, they work their ass off. There's no doubt. I feel like softball girls, wherever I've been, they're just like gritty as hell in the weight room. Like chalks yeah. on. Yeah. You want to talk about a group that just never, I mean, softball in general, right? This it's, um, they're probably one of the craziest parent bases too, right? Like the softball dads are nuts. Are they really? Yeah. yeah they're nuts. And, uh, you know, I've known a couple and those guys are, you, you think football dads are bad and basketball dads are bad. These softball dads. Are they, are, are they worse than gymnastic moms? Well, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Right. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good one. I don't, I don't know, man, but these, these dads, man, it's, you know, get them a hitting coach, get them a fielding coach, get them a strength coach. And, you know, you struck out yesterday. Well, you haven't got, you know, you got your. You got to go see I mean, your strength I mean, coach ball. again. Yeah. Like, and uh, so there, there's a deficiency. So you didn't practice hard enough somewhere. And these guys are nuts and uh, in a great way. It's awesome. And you see it yeah. you're like, man, these guys are, these guys are fanatics, but it's, it's. Uh, Just waiting for a girl that, to be like, dad, let me be a fucking girl, man. Leave me alone. You know? Yeah. No, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. But I'll talk to you in 15 years and I'll ask you. Where yeah. You're at, oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where your daughter's at. <laughs> So probably tell me the same thing. Dad, go fuck yourself, man. Let me be a chick for a little bit, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I think that's what my 11-year-old wants to tell me right now. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the difference is, if I had a boy, I'd be like, let's go outside, man. We got hands. We can settle this like some grown-ass men. With no a girl, doubt. Like, we got a rest. I got a wrestling mat in the barn. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, oh, there you out. go. There you go. Yeah, put his ass in a chokehold. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Oh, that's good. That's funny, man. But uh, so, so what do you what do you got cooking up this summer with with uh with your teams, man? Like, what's your main focus this this summer with softball with soccer? So softball is um nobody's around in the summer. So okay. all of our local girls graduated. They come so they come back in in September. They'll come back late August, September, somewhere okay. in there. So you know our focus right now is look, we made so much progress over the you know over the school year, which in, in softball is such a hard thing to do because you're on the road four out of seven days a week. And sometimes you're on the road five out of seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So, cause they play so many double headers and uh, every weekend is, is games. So it's when can you squeeze them in, but we still made progress. So, you know, our conversation is, um, and not to get too off topic, but I, I don't send the workouts in advance. I don't send the whole workout packet. I, I got away from that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I like sending it in the group chat to where, it creates conversation. Okay. So we got everybody in a chat and open dialogue. Yeah. You know, okay. ask questions. This is what I'm looking for. You know, like right now we're just, I, I don't want them to sprint. I don't want them to jump. Let's just, let's just focus on getting back to our, our base level of strength and our and block one. Okay. You know, and then block two, we're going to start, we're going to start sprinting a little bit, you know, and then as we transition, start getting towards, you know, the back third of the summer, we'll start getting a little more athletic, but I still try to keep it basic because they're not being coached. Right. You know, I, I see these programs all the time and I'm guilty of it myself. So I'm not putting anybody down to where you get all these complex movements, these advanced periodization methods, and it's all good and great. But at the end of the day, it's a, it, it's an 18, 19, 20 year old athlete walking into a weight room by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so, or, or a commercial gym without certain resources, you know? Right. So, you know, if you're telling them you want them, you want them to hang clean or power clean or do those things where you typically drop the bar and you coach them to drop the bar and that's how they're doing. They go to a gym. They're not allowed to drop the bar. Yeah. But they're going to try to hold on to it. Well, they don't know how to do that. So then what's going to happen? They're going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, so who's going to spot them on a heavy back squat? And, and I'm not shying away from most of that stuff, but I take a very basic approach if the, if the athletes aren't in front of me. Mm -hmm. So, I'd like them to come back just cock strong and mobile. So we do a lot of mobility. Uh, they can sprint. They can certainly sprint on their own. So, you know, we'll, we'll go sprint heavy in the back half and, you know, it sled drags in some way, shape or form. You can always find something, right? Tie a rope from your shed onto a, a tire or something your dad's got in the shed and, and do some, do some sled drags and get some leg strength behind it. Yeah. So, so, but again, nothing earth shattering, just trying to get them, to not start over 
week one of the school semester. Right, right, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way with my approach for like summer training. It's kind of like, hey, here's a program. I don't prescribe percentages or weights because I know they're mm-hmm. not going to get done anyway. Just based mm-hmm. off my experience in September when we get them back, it's like right, we're, we're a little bit, you know, thirty pounds weaker than where we should be. But um, yeah, A series, B series, and then C series, just tricep extension, leg curl machine. Like I know there's leg curl machines everywhere. But yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as basic as like my A series would be like, like a dumbbell bench. That's it. Boom. Nothing with it. B series would be yeah. like two things. You know. A lap pull down, whatever, something else, and C is like extension curl. And then the yep. kid texts me, Hey, can I do more? I said, Do what you want. Just I just do what I told you to do. Yep. Because that's all I'm telling you to do. And then yep. whatever you want to add to it, go right ahead. It's your world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. I think simple is is better. And and again, I'm guilty of man, we're gonna leave. We're in such a good spot right now. This is where I want to be in the fall. Well, that's not realistic. Yeah. So, you know how that goes. So, you know. I'd rather give them something that I know that they're more likely to do because, mm-hmm. you know, even with my own personal workouts, if I'm thinking I got to go in, I'm going to deadlift for this today. And I walk in the gym, I do my first warm up set. I feel like shit. Well, that's right out the window. So, right. Right. So, you know, if they go in, they don't feel like doing it. They're just going to scrap the whole thing. Oh yeah. So if, um, you know, if we can get them to get in there and do something that's not so mundane, but simple, Mm-hmm. Then I think we can get something out of it. That, that's so. good. I, I might, I might do that. That keep open dialogue. It, like you said, if a kid doesn't feel like back squat, I don't coach. It didn't feel right today. I will right, we'll do riff for elevated split squat. Yeah, dumbbells or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt. And, and to that point, I, I, I even give them a menu. Our back half of the season, I gave them a menu, and I started doing this okay. years ago with with men's basketball, where, you know, you get a guy fight you doesn't want to do a certain lift, like. At the end of the day, what what does it matter? It matters him getting on the court and being explosive, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, here's a menu. You're going to pick one of these power movements. You're going to pick one of these strength movements. And if you do this one, this is your rep scheme. If you do this one, this is your rep scheme. So then they have a little bit of ownership with it. I did that with softball. And I had, you know, I would have seven girls deadlift and I'd have five girls back squat and I'd have a bunch doing heavy step ups. And then I'd have some pitchers on the, you know, on the uh, bear squat or on the uh, belt squat machine. So it, to me, uh, again, if you would ask me 15 years ago, like, hell no, we're going to do this, but right, 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 right. But now it's like, does it really matter the difference in the scheme of things with eight games left? I'd rather their legs stay strong for the rest of the year, then fight them through, you know, if they're going to half-ass a back squat because I'm mandating that we do a back squat. Yeah. So where if you say, well, hey, I'd rather deadlift. Okay, have at it. They're more likely to do it a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit harder. A little more efficiency to the workout. Yeah. Or or to to, to like the reps, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, by giving them a little bit of ownership, you know, you're still getting what you want. They're still pulling it, pressing and squatting in some way, shape, or form, but they got their ownership too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I had a basketball guy, shit, no, probably 11 years ago. I couldn't get him to squat 135 to save my life. <laughs> uh, he just he just would Jeez. refuse to do it. It's, I mean, he was an unbelievable athlete, cock strong, could jump on a 51-inch box without bending his knees. Uh-huh. And it's just one of those guys, right? And one day, you know, we did uh, – we were doing step-ups, and all of a sudden, you know, his prescription had all of a sudden he's got 225 on the bar and then he's got 275 on the bar and then he's got 315 on the bar. He goes, coach, can we go, can I go 365? This is a guy I can't get to squat 135. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's like, what am I doing fighting this guy on a squat? He plays off one leg anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to discount the squat because we, we squat the shit out of him. But um, in season – if we want to maintain leg strength or, or even get a little bit better, then why fight them on it? No, let no them, doubt. Let them take a little ownership and then get better on it. Yeah, a little bit of ownership, a little bit of sense of empowerment. Like, hey, man, coach respects me a little bit. You know, he yeah. respects me to do the work and, you know, do it my way. Yeah. That's good stuff yeah. right there. Yeah, because I, yeah. I know what you mean. You could, you could yeah. be like that North Korean army general where it's like, hey, we're all marching with the right leg forward first. Don't fuck it up. Don't, right. You know, right. We'll, <laughs> we'll execute you if you do. <laughs> right. And we've all been guilty of that, right? I mean, it, oh, hell yeah. I mean, especially if you came up, like if you've been in this business long, over 10 years, I mean, you came up under, at least under a mentor or a strength coach that was, 
I mean, I'll tell you when I came up, and I, I love this guy to death. He's still one of my best friends to this day. But even as a staff, we got four pairs of shorts. We got four polos. They were all exactly the same color. You were allowed to wear you were allowed to wear a gray hoodie, but you had to have your polo shirt tucked into your athletic shorts. And we were wearing the same. And the whole staff looked exactly the same. Everything's tucked in. Everything's and there's no deviation on the workout. You're going to do this. You're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so we've all we've all done it. We've all been guilty of it. But it's uh, nowadays it's kind of even when I talk to him, he's like, "Man, what were we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's uh, my, bo- you know, my boy. It, my boy woke. He finally woke up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but but back then, you know, you're beating your chest. Like, yeah, let's go. And, yeah. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, Before. listen, it is what it is. I mean, shoot, I gave I gave a guy ten up downs today because he went the wrong way. He went left instead of right. You know. <laughs> well, you know, if you're supposed to go right. Go right. Hey, and I told him, I said, "Listen, you gonna run into the next man. I don't need you to run into this guy now. He can't train all summer because you hit him wrong. You know." Yeah, no doubt. But, no That's doubt. funny. Hey, but coach, yeah. man, this, this is a good podcast, man. I love how we, you know, kept a good dialogue on uh, just, you know, just outside the weight room. Because I feel like, you know, yeah. too many times we can get stuck in, well, you know, back squat is the back squat is, is the exercise. That's <laughs> that's what won us a national championship. We squatted 1.5 times body weight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. So you're right yeah. there. You're in the – so real quick before, before we get off here. So you're in like the soccer mecca and like Ohio's huge in wrestling, I, I believe, right? It, it is. They're massive in wrestling, yes. So how how's your how's your boys faring off with the competition out there? So uh, is it, now is it now I I never I tried to wrestle my senior year and I just couldn't afford yeah. like whatever two hundred bucks for equipment. But um, like yeah. is it is it like a system of like hey you're seven years old we're doing we're only focusing on this type of stuff before we get into you know wanting to suplex a guy or you know what's the what's the progression? yeah yeah so I, there's there's definitely a progression and I'll tell you what I got more respect for the youth wrestling programs than I do for most youth programs in, in any other sport. These, um, these coaches are no bullshit. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they, but they're very empathetic, not sympathetic to the kid. Right. Okay. So, you know, um, they're hard nosed, they get after them and they progress them slow. They got to be really good at now. I happen to live in one of the best wrestling towns in Ohio. So, okay. If you go down the road and I said one of and not the best, I'd we'd probably get in a, you know, there'd probably be a bar fight at the local bar if I said <laughs> one of and not the best. So, Where's this uh, Campbell guy, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. They they love their wrestling. And uh so it's um you know, every barn I I live I live in a country town and you know, there there's barns everywhere, right? And um, and I'm guilty of it now. I got a barn in my driveway, and I got a wrestling mat in the barn. So but so, so hold on, you, you don't live on a farm, but you have a barn, right? Or do you have, have a barn? No, I don't. I live next to a farm, but I don't. I don't own the farm. No. Okay. Okay. So I got. Yeah, I got six acres out in the middle of the woods, right next Jeez. to a corn farm. So Jeez. I live in. I live in a log cabin right in the middle of the woods. I love it, man. I'm. I'm all for the log cabins, man. I love it. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, the wrestling, the wrestling scene, man. Those guys, they, they, they do something special with those kids, and they're not. It's not dads just going and coaching. These guys are handpicked by the head coach. And our head oh, really? coach, okay. you know, and he retired a few years ago. There's a new guy in town, but I mean, not in town. He's um, he's a legend from here too. But okay, you know the the old coach. He's um, in the National High School Wrestling Hall of Fame. He's a you know big time guy. You know the wrestlers from Wadsworth here where I live. They've gone on to Ohio State, Maryland, and um, you know big time wrestling schools. So it's uh, the the way they operate is high level, and they find ways to keep these kids engaged without without killing them you know they'll do they'll do a camp in a barn on a saturday night and then everybody sits around a campfire and roast hot dogs like they have fun with it so there ain't no burning. there ain't no fox catchers out there are they well i, I don't know you, I don't, you seen that movie <laughs> that's oh, a yeah. hell of a movie that's that's disturbing <laughs> yes so if if i if i go to a compound maybe i'll uh i, I don't know there's no compounds out here i don't think right but right I guess, I guess if my kid gets that good we'll find out right right so, hey, so, 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 so you got a wrestling, you said you have a mat in your barn. Yeah. So I, I need to know, is, is this in-house information that you, you kick your kid's ass when you feel like it? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys do? Like, what, what do you train your kids there? Do you hire a coach or is it just like, hey, let's get in there. Let's get some reps in. 
No, I kind of just get you know get in and get some reps in. Let's get some you know, practice. Let, let, yeah, you know, let them let them roll around a little bit. And you ever do the uh, handicap match two v one? Oh, you have to. I'll go three v one. Ah, three v one. You know, and just, TC uh, coming. He, he, oh, you got yeah, you got to beat the shit out of the kid. Show him who's boss. Oh, no doubt. So, and I, I, I bet it. And I, and I could just tell just by talking to you about this, you're like, you're not taking it easy on these kids either. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're, if people are walking, we're going to need ice bags when we're done. There's no doubt. Nice. There's, you got to teach. Hey, listen, if somebody's going to kick your ass today, it's going to be me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I'm not going to show it, but, I, you know, I'll tiptoe into my bedroom, tell my wife, get me an ice bag, but I won't, <laughs> I won't show <laughs> No doubt. As long, as long as she doesn't tell the kids and she keeps it a secret, it's all good, yeah. right? Yeah, no question. God, God help me when these kids grow up. They're going to want to kick my ass. There's no, no doubt. doubt. I bet you I bet you they will when they're like 21, 22. It's like, Dad, you ready to go now? Let's go. Man, I'm in peak yeah, condition. Say, look, look, the, the title's been vacated. You, you, can yeah. have <laughs> you can have it. Hey, but yeah. Coach, man, this was awesome, man. This was a fun one, man. I like this. This is good information. And this, this is just like great just to hear like everything that you've done at Akron, you know, the ups and downs, the – you know, the steadiness, how you're going about things now, the, the life quality that you're sustaining now is awesome stuff, man. Appreciate you getting on and talking about it. Yeah, appreciate you having me. This was fun. Yeah, definitely. We definitely got to do this again next year when you win another title. And we'll talk about how you guys sustain, you know, sustain that one through training. You yeah, know? I like where your head's at. Nah, bro. <laughs> Listen, appreciate you getting on, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you.